there is nothing worse than potential unrealized. We all have things that hold us back. What if we could find a way to get us unstuck? I'm Lachelle Weeby, and I am going to walk alongside you as you make the decision to get unstuck. Tune in as I help you realize that you are not alone, inspire hope, and offer practical solutions to help you step boldly into the life that you are meant to live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. And today I get the privilege of introducing you to my new friend, Letitia Calise, or Dr. Letitia Calise, actually. Newly, newly, you know, given your doctorate degree. Girlfriend, like you and I got a chance to meet through a mutual friend, Sarah, and we hit it off right away. Like it was like obvious that our energies were in alignment. And we both feel that the Lord kind of brought us together for reasons. So I am so excited to get a chance to introduce you to my audience and let people be inspired and learn all about you and the things that you're doing and the things that you've been able to overcome, I guess, in order to get to where you are. So let's get started by just kind of telling us a little bit about you. I want to know, like, what are you up to these days? Um, What has been something that you are just so stinking, you know, proud that God has given you lately? Oh, goodness. I I just first want to say thank you for inviting me here. I'm really excited to be here with you. You are an amazing woman. And one thing I absolutely love about you and why I think we connect is because you're so positive. I love looking at your feed. I love watching you on Instagram because there's so many positive messages. And that's exactly one thing I want to give a cheer out to is that we need so much more joy out there. Yeah. And that's really my thing. That's really what I'm up to these days is choosing joy and helping others do the same. Um, and so really, really exciting is uh, a huge accomplishment is that I just wrote a book and it is published today. I'm so excited about it. Um, and it's called The Seven Ps Breaking Through to Unshakable Joy. Of course, joy is part of my everyday life. Um, so that is the big thing that's going on in my world right now is just really trying to reach out to the hurting world and spread joy and helping people amid their trials because we face them every day. Yes. And we choose to overcome them really makes a difference in our character and our relationship with the Lord and with each other. Yes, hundred so, percent. And so in addition to being an author, you're a mom, you're a yeah. business owner, you are, if I recall, are you ordained as well? So I'm at a doctorate in, um, a doctorate of ministry in Christian counseling psychology. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. With, with again, is a new degree. So congratulations on that. You're Thank a big you. lady. How in the world did you ever have the time to write a book? Let me ask you that. <laughs> very, very strategically. Um, And it really was a discipline. It was having to say no to good things in order to say yes to what God was calling me to. And that was probably the hardest thing is there were things that I wanted to do, things that I wanted to say yes to, things that were great, right? Things that were good. And I had to say, I have this purpose that I need to fulfill in this period of time. And I'm going to commit to doing that. So it was a, it was really a God thing because he put it on my heart and I sat down on a Saturday, wrote out my schedule of when I was going to write, what I was going to write in that period. And I put my timer on 
and I went for it and I wrote the book in essentially a day and to glory to God for that because that's that exactly how I did it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I didn't I don't have the time and, and I really do feel if God calls us to it, he's gonna yeah. be that way. And we just have to be willing to say yes, even okay. when we can't see it realistically making yeah. sense to us. Right. So it was kind of a divine download. Yeah. And I love <laughs> I love how you said too that you had to say no to the good in order to say yes to the great. Yes. And that is really, really hard for us to do. And I love that so much. And then one of the things that we talked about before we started recording is that I want to do all kinds of things and right. they're all good. Right. And, and I have to keep remembering that I can have all of those things. I just can't have them all at the same time. Right. right. And you're, and you're so right about that because all of us, God has given us so many gifts and so many abilities, but he didn't say we have to use it all right now. Um, and we had a conversation before about, you know, I have my master's, my undergrad, you know, and then I homeschool my kids. So yeah. there were, uh, you know, there were years that, you know, sometimes you transition out of, you know, the work world and you, you know, transition into mom life and yeah. you wonder like, did I waste my time all those years in college? And, you know, I know that goes through a lot of mom's minds and, you know, when we are at that point and we just ask God for wisdom and to use our gifts, sometimes it's in our home. And that's mm. where our education is to be used. And yes. when we do that and invest it into our kids, they're going out into the world, yes. you know, and that it, sometimes we fail to see that. And yes. that's where, that's where I was. I'm like, okay, Lord, you shut that door for me to finish working. I was at home for six years. That's and amazing. hundred percent homeschool. And I had no intention at all about ever doing anything like this at all, ever, right? So it wasn't yeah. even on my radar. But <laughs> when God put it there, I'll be honest, I laughed like Sarah. <laughs> and then I pleaded like Moses, like, you got the wrong person. Yes. yes. Flag, wrong person. And then when it was just confirmed, I said, all right, I need confirmation like three times. I'm Gideon. Okay. Show me the signs like lots of times. Yeah. And then once I knew I had faith like Abraham, I just went. And yeah. I think that's just like me in a nutshell. You know, I doubt, I laugh and I question God. And when he reveals to me, this is what I want you to do. Then I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I got to know, like, what in the heck got you to the point where you were wanting to specifically focus on joy? Tell me a little bit about your life and kind of what led you up to this point. That, that is, yeah, that is quite a journey. So I was um, five kids. And so I had just had my fifth child and I was just struggling, struggling emotionally, struggling mentally, just like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm like scratching on the insides. I'm like, I'm feeling like I, I'm kind of caved in, right? I'm like, I love being a mom. I love, and I, and I would make all these amazing recipes and I loved being in the kitchen. And that's where I found a lot of joy. But what really got me into that was if I'm feeling this way, how many other people are feeling this way too? Yeah. And that's when I had started a blog called Joyful Inspirations and it was helping people to move and find joy in the midst of the chaos in their lives. And that's where it all began. That's where I said, if I am going to choose joy amid my trials, amid my frustrations and downfalls and limitations and all the things, 
you know, mm-hmm. you sit with a pile of laundry and you're like looking at it like it's the biggest mountain in the world. Right. But we have to pick it one thing at a time, one piece of clothes. And that's how mountains are. We're never going to overcome them unless we pick at it little by little in order to overcome. And so that's what I did. I started reaching out to people on blogs because I'm like, I don't have time to go out. I didn't have time to socialize. I'm like, babies, right? That was my life. And so I had to choose joy. And that's what I did. I started a blog. Um, It was a gluten-free blog as well, because we were in that transition in life. And so I thought, if I'm struggling through this too, how many other people are? So I used that joy, choosing joy, Jesus, others, yourself. And when I started to reach out to others, it made a huge difference. It was like, it filled my picture. Yeah. There was a purpose and meaning for what was going on in my life. And when I looked beyond myself, I found, whoa, that totally filled my picture. If I got to bring joy to somebody else and help them kind of see things in a different way. Yes. um, It just gave them a different perspective and motivation to keep going. I don't know if I've ever shared this with you or not, but in my, you know, year or so of doing podcasts up to this Mm -hmm. point, I have noticed a couple of different trends. One of them being that when they go through hard times, it's really their faith that has gotten them there. And I wasn't even like this podcast was never designed to be a faith-based podcast, but God keeps showing up in these conversations unsolicited, which is really interesting. The other thing that I've noticed, the, the second theme, is that people are able to overcome wherever they're in, um, the funk, the stuckness, through service of others. When you can give yourself something else to focus on, when you make yourself part of something bigger than yourself, it helps you to snap out of that. It sounds like that's kind of what happened to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and so, so, Leticia, tell me a little bit more about kind of where you were in your life when you were feeling stuck and maybe some of the people that you've met with over the years with your blog and, and kind of describe to me where people were, where you were so that our audience can say like, that's totally me right now. Yeah, absolutely. So when I started and, and the people I was reaching out to, um, were, were people that were struggling in, in life, whatever it was, whether it was parenting or homeschool or, you know, I remember one vividly that her, she found out her husband was diagnosed with cancer, a brain cancer, and just speaking life over her and encouragement and, you know, and on the other side, receiving perspective, you know, just what a joy it is that we have breath and that we have, you know, what we have in our lives. So it was, it was kind of a give and take. It was like, I was learning from the people that I was trying to help and I was helping them as well. So it was a very broad audience. And I guess when we express hurt and struggles, it's in so many aspects yeah, of our life. Yeah. Whether it's and jobs, right? What about, so when you were feeling like, okay, I have all these kids, I'm homeschooling, I feel like there needs to be more before you started your blog, tell me where you are, were in your headspace, where were you kind of in your struggles right then? Yeah. So when I was thinking, goodness, I was, I I was completely overwhelmed, really. I was trying to find purpose as well, because, and this is exactly what I express to other people. When you're you, you know, you've got diapers, you know, coming out of your ears, 
you, you're washing dishes and you leave the dishwasher open because you're pulled in another direction. And, you know, sometimes my husband would come home and I was looking like the same train wreck he saw when he left, you know, <laughs> and I had no time to just even go to the bathroom without having somebody knock on the door and need my attention. Yes. And so I felt, you know, depleted. Like I also felt like I wasn't giving enough to myself. Yeah, that was another reason why I focused on joy was because it was Jesus. I was getting the Jesus. It was so there, right? Even if it was in five minutes of devotion in the morning, but I needed that because that's what got me through the next step. And And what I love about your story and the reason I wanted to kind of draw that out of you is because sometimes people listen to this podcast and they're exposed to people who have gone through really traumatic things in their lives. They've had to overcome big things. But what I want to recognize is that there is no such thing as not big enough when it's something that you're going through. And I think that sometimes when we kind of are going through the overwhelm of momhood of, of the day to day, sometimes we can feel guilty. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not even like, I see the, the friend that's struggling with cancer right now. Why the heck am I having such a hard time? But we all are in our seasons and it's hard whenever we're in the season that we're in and that you shouldn't feel shame or less than or weak if you're struggling. Like one of my best friends has five kids and I'm watching her and I'm in awe because I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have lost it long, long ago. So (laughs) impressed. And so like, it's okay to, to recognize like, okay, that laundry pile is completely overwhelming right now. The dishes are overwhelming. I can't even go like the only time I get to think is when I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> Sometimes not even, right? <laughs> right? And so I love that. I love that you were allowing the people to just be okay with where they're at and being real. So thank yeah, you for this. Are you a business owner and you feel like you are literally tied to your phone all the time in order to keep up with social media? You know, you need to post consistently, but you don't know what to post and you don't want to have to post every single day because it means that you're married to your phone. So then you're not consistent and then business doesn't follow. Or maybe you have no idea how to attract your uh, ideal client and, and you want to find a way to, to get the right people to come to you. Oh my goodness. Like that was totally where I was. And I had to take some time and research to find out what the heck I could be doing to make my life so much better. So here's a scoop. I have found a system that I've created a system that has allowed me to not only attract my dream clients, but it's allowed me to be consistent by planning all of my content for an entire year in one single weekend. And I've decided to offer it to all of you guys. If that is something that you would love to learn more about, make sure to click on the link in the show notes so that you can learn how to get your life back, but keep your social media game on. Okay, girls. So, so you wrote this book. You, you've, you know, found a way, an outlet, right, to help people in the midst of your overwhelm, in the midst of your, like, maybe longing for a, a bigger purpose. Tell me a little bit about how you can help people to know how they can get out of that. What practical tips, what tools, what hope can you give them to help them move along this journey? Yeah, that is, that is a good question. So first, I want to touch on your, your comment about the mountain in front of us, how real that is. Yeah. And it's interesting that I was just leading a Bible study yesterday and we were talking about that. We were talking about, you know, someone had mentioned, wow, you know, sometimes I feel guilty complaining to God about the things that I go through uh, because 
you know, you read the book of Job and, oh, my life wasn't that bad, right? (laughs) And it's so true. But at the same time, if we can't go to God with the things that are on our heart, the things that we're struggling with, it's, it's real to God too. And if we can't take it to him, then who, right? right? So that's where I would start first and foremost with overcoming the struggles that you face. Go to God. He is our counselor. He's our ever-present help in time of need. He is my go-to. So anything that I have in my life that I go through, you know, first I have to process it in my brain, then complain and whine. And then I have to stop myself and say, okay, Tisha, you know, stop, bring it to God because he is the one who could do something about it. Right. So sometimes we do feel sorry for ourselves and, and I, and I tell people totally okay, but you got to snap out of it quickly. Right. So to go in a downward spiral. Right. Um, and then you, you just, you know, it just festers and it sits in there and then you pick at it later and you go for more and it's like, no, no, stop. Let's start healing right away. So yeah. that's, that was my, was, is my first tip is to go to God first. Okay. Tell him how you feel. It doesn't have to be formal, but definitely tell him, Lord, you know, I, I'm struggling with that load of laundry. Like I can't take it anymore. And, and, and then after the laundry, I look at the dishwasher and then all I see are all the things I didn't finish today. Yeah. Lord, help me to see all the things I did do. Help me to see all the things I did accomplish. Cause you have created me. You have given me this pur- purpose. This is my season in life. Lord, may I glorify you with it. And it really starts to change our perspective right away. Right. Um, you know, feeling sorry for ourselves to starting to see, hey, I changed a hundred diapers today. And that's exactly what I used to do. I used to tally it because I used to be like, what did I accomplish today? <laughs> and so I would be like, diaper, 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 nurse, 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 you know? And so that helps me to see, well, when you're nursing eight hours a day, you know, <laughs> what do you think? That's a full-time job. You're so right. You're so right. And it's not even including anybody else that I had to take care of feed change, you know, or, you know, put the fires out a referee, you know, how many hats do we learn a day? So that's my first tip. And my second um, is choosing joy. It's, it's a choice, right? And a lot of people think joy means I have to, you know, stub my toe and be like, yay, that was awesome, you know, or have somebody say something that's hurtful to you and say, thank you, great, I appreciate <laughs> it. You know, that's not what joy is. Joy is the blessed assurance that God is in control, that you can rest knowing he's working behind the scenes. And when things are approaching us and things are hurting us, you know, we can choose joy because we can bring it to God. Lord, bring truth to this. Tell me the truth in this. Was this, is this something that I need to assess or is that just hurtfulness purposely trying to stop me from doing what you have called me to do, right? And so again, it goes back to bringing it to God, but choosing joy, it's a choice and crazy hard, right? It is mm-hmm. so hard yes. to fight those feelings because you just want to, keep it and hold it. And then like, I surrender it, God, but I really want it for a little bit longer. (laughs) Yes. 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 I don't know if you noticed this, but my shirt says choose happiness. I wish it said choose joy actually, because I like that better because happiness to me seems like just a fleeting feeling where joy is like this, like all encompassing, like being of peace and lightness and trusting 
And, but you're right, you have to choose it. And one of the things that I have to keep reminding myself, my kids, the people that I coach is that you, we can choose our actions and we can choose our attitude. Absolutely. Right. And so one of the biggest things, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but um, Victor Frank, Frankel, are you familiar with him? No. Um, he wrote a book, I want to say called the meaning of life. And the big thing with him is that he was actually a Nazi concentration camp survivor. Hmm. And he wrote this book um, as a psychologist, as a Jewish psychologist in the middle of a concentration camp. His family had been killed. He was, you know, severely beaten, severely starved, weak. Um, they did things to him that no human being should ever encounter. And they, they took everything from him. But at the end of the day, he said, I choose to not let them take my attitude, my gratitude, my love for God. So he chose that in the midst of really, really bad things. Mm -hmm. And so remembering that we have to make the choice, even when it's really, really hard. And I think about that. I'm like, okay, if Victor Frankl can choose joy in that situation, I can choose joy when I'm folding my laundry. And <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and that helps me put it into perspective a little bit. Exactly. And, and it's true. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier about that mound of laundry is it's big in your world, right? It's a struggle yeah. for you. A struggle is a struggle. And it, it, it takes a lot for us to overcome that. And that's where I think that, you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I, I couldn't do it without him. And otherwise, like my kids, they know everything in my world is joy. Yeah. And my daughter, she's like, mommy, choose joy. Or sometimes there's an essential oil called joy. And they will tell me, mom, go in the closet. I think you need some joy, you know, like take your, <laughs> have, your, have your joy. Um, but joy, like I, my kids would say, would mean oi. It would say oi if it didn't have the Jesus in there. We need the J. We really need that. And so we can't have joy without him. I just yeah. the world would not be anything without that joy from him. So oh, okay. So you, so I want you to speak to the mom right now who's really struggling, right? Like she's got the eight hours of breastfeeding and she's got the diapers and she's got the messy house and she hasn't washed her hair in five days. <laughs> um, you, you know, in the midst of that decided to start a blog. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, how can you help the person who is there right now? They're like, oh my gosh, I need an outlet. I do need self-care, but I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. What would you tell them? I tell them take baby steps. So the joy, Jesus, others, yourself, that's the why, right? So we talked about the servitude. We talked about Jesus. We talked about how when we pour out to others, um, that really can be healing to us. But I also think of joy, the O is not only others, us serving others, but mm -hmm. also receiving help from others, mm, which is good. hard, right? Yes. Especially yes. if you like want to be that super mom that has it all together, don't want to ask for help, you know, and me raising six kids, it's, it, it can be hard sometimes to ask for help because sometimes I could get that, well, you know, you got six kids, you know, <laughs> right. how that happened, you know? <laughs> and so sometimes I would, you know, and that's battling with our, our thoughts and helping to overcome that. And to be to the point where I say, yes, I can ask for help. I yes. can accept help. So the first thing I would do is, is first stick to prayer. Even if you got it five minutes a day, there are 
Bible apps. I love the YouVersion Bible app. I would say download it on the phone while you're breastfeeding. I didn't have this. They didn't have it out when I was breastfeeding in all those days. But, you know, when you or maybe they did and I didn't know about it. But anyway, download it. Yeah. Take time to do a devotional. Get fed. You know, allow Jesus to feed you. So that would be first. That's like five minutes, right? Even if you have no other time, you got that five minutes. So that's a quick, easy step. The second thing is to ask for help or if somebody offers it, say yes, yes. one a week. <laughs> Hello. Yes, please. Because there were times that when my kids were old enough to make food, I was still pregnant. You know, I taught them how to make scrambled mm. eggs. You know? Yes. Yes. We went through days and days of having it because I would be sick on the floor like and then my you know oldest would come in and say mom do, do you want me to start dinner because I can make eggs you know and there was a point where we were all like oh no no more eggs <laughs> and that took time where I had to say yes I'm willing to accept that help yes and you know one of the things I think that people don't realize is that when you accept help you are giving a gift to the person who's helping you Exactly. So for your kids, you've given them the skills of how to cook. Like that is a life skill that they have because they grew up in a big family and they wanted to help out. That's amazing. When I am able to help somebody else that, that needs it, that is a gift for me. And so when you turn that help down, you're actually robbing the person of that gift. And so I love that, that you brought that up because it is so important that we accept help and we don't want to be, you know, a pure weak. And I think that unfortunately... The time that we live in right now is a time of the internet and social media and Pinterest, yeah. right? So back, you know, 30 years when it was common for have for families to have a lot of kids, they didn't have this constant pressure to keep up with the people who are putting on the beautiful Pinterest parties and the, you know, the look and the illusion of a beautiful life on social media and that comparison game. Yes. And yes. so giving yourself a little grace there too yeah, might help. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you bring up another point. Comparison is a thief of joy, mm -hmm. right? And so that is another bit of advice I would give is just don't compare yourself to the next mom or to anybody else but yourself the day before. That's what I say. Because when you start to compare yourself to other people, it can end up bringing you down. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, looking to somebody who can be a mentor or somebody who you look up to that maybe you would, you know, aspire to be one day, right? But right. to not miss that season that you're in. And that is so important because I understand completely how you feel like your purpose is like this, Lord, this is my purpose, right? And sometimes it can be hard, but yet yeah. there are such joys in, in being a mom. I, and yeah. I, I'm still a mom, you know, mom comes first before any of my other work. Yep. Um, and it's only because when the Lord put that time in your life, that season, like you were talking about, you've got these skills, but it's in God's timing He's right. come in his timing. Cause when we push it and we yep. try to do it, then we wear ourselves out. Now we're trying to juggle this and juggle that. And now our family's being compromised or you're feeling guilty, you know, different things like that, that come yep. along with yep. Yep. You start to spread your time out in other places. So there's going to be a time. I don't know what that's going to look like for each person, but to be still and to enjoy that season and you're in and yes. to know that everything you do, laundry, dishes, purpose, there is purpose and to do it with joy. Right. Do it as if you were serving the Lord, right? A completely. And it changes your perspective. 
Definitely. A hundred percent. And I love that mother Teresa told us that if we want to change the world, it starts at home. Yeah. And so not to dismiss the, the importance of raising our kids mm-hmm. and that season of your life. And actually that's one of the reasons that I decided to start my side business along with my anesthesia careers. Cause I was recognizing that my career was, was doing well and I was impacting people, but at the expense of my family. Right. And I wasn't around enough to impact them, to influence them. And I knew that something needed to change. I didn't want to give up that influence, that impact, but I needed to find a different way to do it so that my family didn't get my leftovers. Yes. You yes. know, and so just, just re- recognizing the importance of that. And the other thing that I wanted to bring up was that when you talked about help, I do know that you in your, in your stay at home mom season of life also started a business that you did where you um, essentially helped people with essential oils. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And I think that one of the things that people kind of fail to consider when they're in the season of life that you were in, when you did that, is that that was an outlet for you to do something for you. Yes. But like my friend, Jen, she has a business that she uses and she uses that money that she makes to hire a housekeeper. Yeah. Right. Not Not only does she get that outlet for herself, to help the people with through her business, but she's also being able to afford to pay for the things that she doesn't want to do. (laughs) And that's the help. So there's so many things that you can do if you open your mind to it that, you know, and God will send you help in so many weird, fancy, off the wall ways that you can't even imagine. So, okay. So, okay. So we have just a couple minutes left. Anything else that you didn't get a chance to touch on before we part today? Yeah, well, I wanted to just kind of talk, just touch on what you just said, that yeah. that business, that that opportunity that comes your way that you are passionate about. It changed my life. It changed the trajectory of my life, my health, my family. So it became something that was so instrumental in healing myself because when I struggled, I was struggling with prediabetes and I was having to make health changes. And I was struggling a lot because I'm like, Lord, I exercise, I eat well, I lost baby weight, all the things you're supposed to do. And yet I had this going on in my life, finding out later, you know, stress and things like that can have an effect on your body. So then I became very passionate about stress to looking into it, helping and educating people in that. And the essential oils were instrumental in that. And so whatever it is that you enjoy, that you love, grab hold of it. It doesn't have to be anything huge, but you get opportunities to make connections with people, to build friendships, to impact people's lives. And I say, go for it. You'd be able to accomplish a lot more than you think, because a lot of times you're doing personal development for yourself, which you probably know you're building personal growth. And then you're out there. Next thing you know, you're getting your doctorate, you're writing books (laughs) and it all starts somewhere. It has to start somewhere. Yeah. So, you know, pray about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what um, question would you have our audience ponder to help them move from where they are to where they want to be? One question I would ask yourself is, is this going to push me out of my comfort zone? If the answer is yes, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's great advice, girl. So yes. So think about that. Ask yourself, oh my gosh, does this scare me? And if it does, like maybe that's a sign, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like go for it. You know, obviously you got to have the joy in there. You got to, you know, pray to Jesus and ask him for sure. Lord, are you prompting me 
because when he pushes you, he's going to give you something that you can't do on your own because you need to tap into him in order yes. to do it. And everything I've done, I couldn't do it without him. Yes. So- and he's sent you all these resources that have helped you along the way. So, so be mindful of that too, that he sends us people to help us on that journey, to help Absolutely. us take the next step. So Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you're part of my journey. I'm going to make sure that we have all of the ways to connect with you in the show notes. And thank you so much for just sharing your joy with all of us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed myself. Thanks for listening. And if you know that you are made for more and you are tired of being held back and ready to get unstuck and step boldly into life that you're meant to live, head on over to lachellewemy.com, request an appointment, and be ready for me to walk alongside of you personally to help you step boldly into the life that you are meant to live. I'll be back next week, but before you go, don't forget to hit subscribe and enjoy these imperfect outtakes.